I just finished a segment on Relevant Radio about the seasons in our life and how we can continue to pray and rest on Jesus in the trials, in the great times, in the mundane times. And I want to kind of elaborate on that because we're in the middle of August, a new season coming around the corner. And I know some of you might be in a state where you're dry. It's really arid. You don't feel the presence of God in your life, especially when you pray. And that is when we must pray more. I know it sounds crazy, counterintuitive, but when we don't feel like praying or when we don't have those beautiful consolations, as they say in Ignatian spirituality, those little candy moments, you know, where you get that, oh my gosh, this is awesome. We just have to remember when we have those crosses, that we unite the little cross to the big cross, we invite Jesus into our mess, and we don't ask him to take it away. Instead, we pray for him to help us deal with it, with grace, with honor, with love, and with peace. Hey, maybe even throw joy in there. (laughs) Because if we invite God in, we know that we're not fighting whatever is going on alone. So maybe in your space, it is prayer and you can't quite get a routine in place. Well, don't give up. I went through that. I do still go through that. There are days when I don't want to pray or there are weeks where there is so much going on. That prayer and even talking to God sometimes takes a backseat in my head. And I can tell when I'm not praying. I, I, I think I've said this before. So, uh, day one, I don't pray. I can tell (laughs) day two, when I don't pray, other people can tell. And those who are closest to me and on day three that I don't pray, the whole world can tell because it's absolutely true that that time of prayer, that time of gratitude and humility and invitation every day changes us. We're allowing God to come into our lives. We should ask him to change our hearts. So whatever it is that we are struggling with, maybe it's a temptation or an addiction. And I know I said, don't ask for it to go away. I think you can, you can pray that because you want it gone. I think maybe not, right? Trust me. I know what that is like. I didn't want to give up smoking pot. Why would I want to give up smoking pot? I, what else would I do? How boring would my life be if I wasn't on, in a different state? And so I understand sometimes that we have disordered attachments to things. So yes, we can pray for the Lord if it's his will to take this thorn in our flesh away. And pray for the ability to battle it with Jesus. 
So you want Jesus to give you the grace. Call on Mary as well. It's the beautiful feast of her assumption. Mary, please, I ask you to go to your son. Please give me the grace. Give me the blessings and the courage to turn away from whatever it is that you are personally battling and to turn toward the Immaculate Heart and Sacred Heart of Jesus. Ask for Mary and Jesus to change your heart. And if you have a situation that isn't like a temptation or a sin that you're committing, but it is not the easiest situation and you just want it to go away, maybe someone's ill, maybe your closest person in your life is actually battling something and you want that taken away for them, maybe it's you're out of work or you're having some incredible financial difficulties. Yes, we do want to pray for those things to be solved, if it's his will. <laughs> but what happens in these trials is God is allowing them to happen to us so that we can turn to him, where we will find our peace, we will find some calmness, we will garner more trust for God and his plan because there must be something that will come out of this bad. I mean, let's look at the crucifixion itself. Jesus, the Son of God, completely beaten up, scourged to the point where he was unrecognizable. They almost killed him during the scourging. And then carrying that, oh, that heavy, heavy cross all the way up to Calvary. And this is something we should reflect on because everyone, with the exception of a couple, Mary being one, were depressed and sad and shocked and ruined because of his death. It was the single most horrific event in human history. But then three days later, he rises from the dead, right? The resurrection. And so if we look at that in our own life, we have to always remember that the crucifixion comes first. And sometimes we go through this season of the passion for ourselves in different times for different ways. So for example, I didn't just stop all my sinful ways once I realized, oh my gosh, God is real. Jesus is real. The Catholic church is his church. It took a while. It's a process. So I wrote an article, if you want to check it out, it's on Catholic Stand, the three P's of prayer, which we talk about all the time, right? We don't know God's ways. He's so much smarter than us. He sees what's going on and he knows what's going to happen. So all we have to do is every single day, give it to him and ask him to fill us with his spirit and to give us the grace to live joyful in this circumstance. Just like we did when we ask for grace and for courage to turn away from sin. It's really all about the heart. 
when our heart changes, we change. (laughs) And when we allow God into our heart, he can do his work. Same with Mary, same with the Father, same with the Holy Spirit. Actually, the Holy Spirit's the one that is with us 24-7 and is constantly sanctifying us and transforming us. And it's a daily, daily, daily battle. But that's why if we walk with him, especially first thing in the morning, we give him our mind, body, soul, spirit. We give him everything in our life, all of the blessings that he's bestowed on us, as well as physical things in our life, like our houses, our cars, etc. And the more that we go to him every day and all throughout the day, we will witness God's transformation in our life because we will finally be resting on him, his strength, and his plan. And let's not forget that we know what to do in our heads, (laughs) right? We have knowledge of what's good and what's bad. And we know that we should pray. And we know that we should diet better, eat better, I should say, and we know that we should work out, and we know, we know, we know, we know. There's a lot of knowledge up in these brains of ours, but it doesn't do any good until it comes down into our heart and becomes part of our life and what we've been learning. I will use the abortion thing as an example. I never talked about abortion. It's not my ministry. And for the longest time, I was suckered in by my body, my choice, and also my own beliefs throughout my entire life. Because if I were to get pregnant, thank you, God, for not having that happen, I might have honestly considered it because of the fear of telling my parents, because of my future, right? What am I going to do with my career? It was all about me me. And that's where we need to shift because it needs to be about God, right? I always say, what does God say we should do? What does the Bible say? And so I kept asking God to put on my heart to despise abortion as what it truly is, child sacrifice and profit. It's a business but it's mostly satanic. (laughs) And then I did a huge half an hour video on it because now God moved it from my head to my heart. He also gave me more information and I'm a lot more wise to what's going on in the world and all of the propaganda, the ideology that's being shoved down people's throats everywhere in commercials, on TV, in movies, in everything that we read, in the quote-unquote news, in universities, in our corporations. I mean, think about how much we are being lied to and deceived. And I'm wiser now, thank you, God, because he has opened my eyes to the lies and open my eyes to the true evil that abortion is. Whether it's the first day 
of that child's life, or if it's two minutes before the baby comes out of the womb, and they're even talking about killing a baby after. I even read an article where they were saying two years after. Now, if that's not pure evil and murder, I don't know what is. But that was a process for me and God. But I asked him to help change my heart so that I truly could be passionate about it and have a conversation with someone about it and not kind of know it in my head that it's an inherent evil. I wanted to feel it deep in my heart. I wanted to understand those babies and those moms and the horror because I started seeing pictures of aborted babies and I started talking to people who had abortions. Patricia Sandoval is one of them. She's wonderful. She had three and now she left everything. She was a drug addict and is all about abortion. But she gets attacked a lot because Satan, that's his power. And that's what the evil people get when they sacrifice babies is they get power from that sacrifice. Okay, sorry, going down that path a little long. But that's what I want to say is it's a process. But the three Ps. So you can read that article. You know you need to be patient, but be persistent. And that's really what it's all about. And the only way that you're going to be able to do it is day by day. Especially if it's something that is really a mortal sin and you're still battling it. Because what's happening is, is you're not having that true conversation with yourself. Or God, perhaps. Maybe you're still attached to that sin, which is why, again, we want the Lord to purify our hearts. Make them like his. That's why when I'm in Mass, because of my St. Louis de Montfort consecration, I learned that I should have Mary replace my heart with hers. I pray to the Father, I pray to Jesus, and I pray to the Holy Spirit to please, because I am not worthy, I am a sinful woman. Please have Mary's heart be in me. Please have Mary take over my mind, body, soul, and spirit so that when I give myself up to you, Father, through Jesus on the altar, and I receive him in my physical body, he's actually joining Mary in my soul. And when he goes in, I just say, Mary, I just picture Mary and Jesus hugging each other and, you know, doing the little spins, you know, where they hold each other's hands and they're both spinning around in a circle and there's so much joy. And then I ask for the Holy Spirit to help Mary and Jesus grow within me and that I die more to myself. And that's all we have to do every day telling you you will have a difference in your life as a result. But take it day by day. And if you haven't gotten a prayer practice every day, please do something about it. Remember my 40-day prayer course. It's a buck a day. <laughs> it's not expensive. But we walk together for 40 days, and those 40 days are enough to have you continue on this pattern. This is now a routine. 
quote unquote habit, if you like to use that word. And then you realize how horrible your days are without prayer starting them off. Okay, speaking of prayer, I've got to do that myself right now. Uh, Kind of a weird morning with relevant radio. So I'm going to let you go. Please just keep walking. The seasons could change seven times in a day. Seasons aren't just like the seasons in the, in the year, right? In the worldly year, you could have maybe a mountaintop high day and the next day be down in the dumps. And regardless, we should be with Jesus every single day, thanking him for all of the blessings, including this trial that we're dealing with. We'd love it to go away if it's his will, but we also know that we need him to get through it. So that's why we want him in our hearts. All right, everyone. I love you all. So blessed. Another week starting where we can put on Jesus together every day. Ah, find something more with him, please. And Mary and your guardian angel, all the holy angels and saints. It's a game changer. Have a blessed and inspired day. Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out. Because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love. That only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today.